In this episode, COP27 host Egypt commits $40 billion to green hydrogen economy, Ethiopia's $300 million US dollar grant from the World Bank. In Kenya, we delve into the Central Depository and Settlement Corporation's decision to charge stock accounts 100 Kenya shillings monthly fee. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Investors at the Nairobi Boss have been hit with a new 100 shilling monthly charge on stock market accounts that could see the Central Depository and Settlement Corporation collect nearly 1.8 billion Kenya shillings a year. The new charge to be introduced in July will add to the cost of investing on the Nairobi Securities Exchange, where trades can attract charges of up to 2% of the transaction value. Kevin Mainangige Equities and fixed income trader and analyst at Genghis Capital Investment Bank joins us for this episode. What has informed this 100 Kenya shilling charge by the CDSC? So this charge by the CDSC, I think, is just a, a part of a bigger scheme of a failing strategy. So CDSC are looking for ways to shore up their revenues as with more struggling companies. And instead of coming up with uh, creative ways of, uh, of of spicing up an already shrinking equities and fixed income market. Uh, we've seen a uh, number of dormant accounts uh, increasing. We've seen foreign investors uh, from a four or five year high of 85, 86% uh, foreign participation to I think a participation of 53% in April. In April. So yeah, our markets have really been uh, tough. We have seen, of course, there was the pandemic. Uh, next to that, after that, there was the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. We've now seen the Europe and the Americans increasing their rates. And uh, what happens then is investors are more attracted to those higher rates in those Western markets as opposed to uh, the rates they could get with all the risks on our markets which are called the frontier market so all these uh exogenous factors have really contributed um to our markets which is which mainly relies on uh, foreigners now uh, have they've really shrunk we've seen i think 18.9 percent drop uh in in the equities market uh since the year began just last month we saw 292 billion uh paper wealth loss on the equity space so it's it's uh it's it's really a tough time for uh, investors at the Nairobi Securities Exchange and what CDAC as with other stakeholders the CMA the NSC need to do is come up with creative ways of uh, luring people to invest more uh, at a time like now especially the local retail but this move by the CDAC to start levying twelve hundred shillings per annum on on uh, as account maintenance well really there's no uh, service addition that they're doing uh, uh, with that amount that uh, to me is just uh, uh, chasing 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 uh, your tail in the wrong direction so it's neither here nor there and again remember CDAC did not participate in uh, uh, public participation as per the constitution to just get their views on this. It's just that move that they decided on the board and uh, they decided to roll it out without any input from uh, the investors. So I think it's going to be challenged ultimately in court. And I just think it's a strategic gone wrong. 
The Nairobi Securities Exchange, like its counterparts, has struggled in the past few years. Is this the best move for the market at this point in time? Like I mentioned earlier, it's been uh, a tough two, three years for the uh, stock exchange here in Kenya, the NSE. So if you look at 2016-2017, we saw foreign participation at highs of 85-86%. Uh, if you look at the numbers this year, as of April, I think foreign participation was down to 53%. Uh, the remaining uh, roughly 30 or uh, 35% of local institutional they've shifted gears to uh, government lending, which is fixed income. So local uh, retail or local investors, the you and I account for roughly less than 8% of uh, uh, NSE investments. And whilst they are the ones that uh, hold most of the CDS accounts. So due to that, we've seen, of course, uh, a number of CDSA claim that there are around 325,000 dormant CDS accounts. I believe the number is more because that number is as of uh, 2020. I believe over the last two years, CBC should have more than 800,000 dormant accounts. So this is not the move to bring at a time when people are closing their accounts. Some of the accounts have values less than 100 pop that they're trying to collect every month. You'll find people with odd shares of Mumias, Uchumi and Kenya Power that are stuck, they can't sell. So this move is 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 is, is a move going back while everyone is trying to, you know, revitalize the market and just move forward. What are the ramifications of this decision on a market already struggling with many dormant accounts? So the first thing is that this move has already been challenged by some of the investors. Uh, I expect uh, CDC to address these challenges if they go mum on this. Ultimately, I think they might find themselves in court uh, as this is tried to uh, be stopped because the, they didn't follow the constitution in terms of, you know, uh, public participation and just airing their views so that they could incorporate these views into coming up with this uh, decision. They just sat and decided, you know what, we're going to charge a hundred dollars per account. So I expect this to be challenged. If not challenged, of course, this is going to shrink an already shrinking uh, market, especially when it comes to local retail. So I, I don't foresee this going uh, anywhere. Well, again, you, if you've been watching Safaricom and what they're planning to do with Mali, uh, hopefully before half of this year or third quarter is to launch it. Hopefully it's able to bypass CDSC. CDSC now is not the CDSC we knew a while back. We have digitized the uh, uh, shares trading. So right now we don't have share certificates that CDSC can put in an, in a drawer somewhere or in an exchange, as they say. I expect these new uh, products like the Mali product with um, Safaricom, I expect, and I hope that is actually going to bypass CDSC. CDSC already charges two levies to local investors, uh, both local and foreign investors. They have a 0.08 uh, percent transaction levy and they have a 0.01 percent uh, CDSC guarantee fund levy. So coming up with another 1200 uh, per annum charge in addition to what they already charge for no additional service whatsoever is, is really not thinking straight in my opinion. That was Kevin Mainangige, equities and fixed income trader and analyst at Genghis Capital Investment Bank. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Ethiopia and the World Bank have signed a pact for a grant of $300 million to assist reconstruction and recovery in conflict-hit areas. Fighting that erupted in northern region of Tigray in November of 2020 and spilled over in neighboring Afar and Amhara last year has eased since a unilateral ceasefire by the federal government in March. Services that stand to benefit are education, water supply and a special effort to support survivors of gender-based violence in the conflict-hit areas. 
British International Investment BII and U.S. Bank Citigroup have signed a $100 million risk-sharing facility aimed at boosting lending to small businesses across Africa by up to four times that amount. The deal between Citi and BII, Britain's development finance institution, aims to help Citi expand supply chain lending on the continent targeting small and medium enterprises that usually find it hard to access financing. The two parties will share risk on a 50-50 basis, meaning that BII would cover half the losses in a scenario where a small business defaults on a loan provided by Citi. The aim is to target women-owned and broad-based black economic empowerment businesses promoting productivity and economic inclusion on the continent. President Merki Sall of Senegal has called on Africa's development partners to agree to a renegotiation of the terms of the current multilateral system in the light of shocks dealt to the global economy by the COVID-19 pandemic and the war between Russia and Ukraine. President Sall, also chairperson of the African Union, made the call at the opening of the high-level ministerial dialogue at the 54th session of the Conference of African Ministers of Finance, Planning and Economic Development in Dakar, Senegal. The question at the heart of the dialogue was, can the development ambition of billions to trillions be achieved? It was attended by African ministers, dignitaries from the private sector in Africa. President Sall says it is in the global interest that low-income countries become resilient to shocks, thus financing Africa's recovery should be seen in this vein. The government of Egypt plans to release a $40 billion national hydrogen plan in the coming months, recognizing the importance of production, storage, export, import of green hydrogen and ammonia under its economic development strategy and allowing for state support and tax incentives. The $40 billion in planned investments by the Egyptian government demonstrates commitment and will bring further foreign investment. Sitting between three continents and with the Suez Canal carrying approximately 12% of all seaborne Freight in the world, Egypt can supply renewable energy near and far. The domestic market will also benefit as the Egyptian agriculture sector can look forward to being one of the greenest when it comes to fertilizer use. This plan would be a huge development for Egypt's green hydrogen economy. And a quick look at the markets. Cocoa futures on the International Commodity Exchange remained above 2,500 US dollars per ton, the most in nearly one week amid signs of lower supplies and stronger demand. Farmers of Ivory Coast top cocoa producers sent a total of 2.1 million metric tons of cocoa to Ivory Coast ports from October 1st to May 15th, down 0.5% from the same period last year. At the same time, Gepex, a cocoa exporter group that includes six of the world's biggest cocoa grinders, processed 49,148 metric tons of cocoa in April, up 16.3% from the same period last year. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Prithadon.